I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna start while I'm laughing at you. So we're gonna we're gonna do a new segment on the fly, which is go to Alex's t- the teams that Alex faced and find the people who broke out last week. Let's see. And you don't like you. You are not even giving us the intro. No, I'm not. <sighs> What's going on, guys? Alexander Madison. Noah Brown, Man. six for six, 153 yards and a touchdown. Odell Beckham, five for seven, 56 yards and a touchdown. At least yeah. give, the people, give the people the context, Angelo. Alex lost. That's the context they need to know. Okay, so it, like, tiny bit of like history time with Alex. History time with Alex. So this guy right here, the luckiest guy in the world in terms of fantasy football, is trying to finally get a championship in the league that he has been for the last like eight years, seven, six, I don't know, plenty of years. It's I the league that he cares about the most. I announced this year we would be doing a trophy or a belt too. So he wants to win it even more. Yeah. So this guy right here, he starts the season pretty well. I mean, I think he's three and one. Solid stuff. Nothing too bad. Then since week five, he has won one game. So week five through week nine, he has won one game. (laughs) And after week eight, this guy, this random guy, Alex, just has the like unluckiest comment in the world. And he says in league chat, finally a bye week or finally an easy week. Because he's looking at the opposing team, and it's like, yes, Brett Rippon, Noah (laughs) Brown, like the corpse of Ezekiel Elliott. Madison and Akers. (laughs) Madison and Akers, and he's also starting like the corpse of Odell Beckham Jr., like versus the likes of Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker, Derrick Henry, like, okay... We're, I, like it, this is an easy win. I'm not even sweating it. <laughs> the and sad yeah. part is, if he would have started Joshua Dobbs, he would have had like 130 points this week and made the front page. <laughs> oh, yeah. This... yeah, this guy Alex has gone one and four in the last in his last five weeks. Now Alex and it's now Yeah, it's Alex finally now in danger of missing away. the playoffs. You're two weeks away from now having to go through what has in two weeks turned into the toughest division in the league. So yeah, I am basically pretty close to missing the playoffs for the first time in I believe it's ever. Welcome in the to history the, welcome the to the league. club, buddy. That that's just that's just a normal December for me. And I just rip out the member card. There's like one saving grace right now. Is that I have a saving grace for this? There there is one. There is one that I basically have a guaranteed win. Like for the rest of my schedule, I have one guaranteed win. Are you sure about that? Unless unless, as I said, my team like dies some somehow. I'm trying to see where the guaranteed uh, win is. It's no. week 13. 
<laughs> Whole team's on bye. yeah, that's basically it. Half your team's on bye too. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have players on the bench. It doesn't. <laughs> like, they're not great players. I, I guess, like, they are. Okay. He's going to have to start. Oh, buddy, I, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think it's as guaranteed as you think it is. I mean, check it now. I just set the lineup for week 13. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't win that league uh, that week, then yeah, of course. And I just give up. There's like nothing I can do. That's going to be a great week. But yeah, other <laughs> oh. than that, I mean, I I have like some saving graces here and there. Like, for Where's example, your link? I'm going I'm going against Bijan Robinson this week and I want to read you a list of names that of players who have more carries inside the five than Bijan Robinson right now. Let's do it. Okay. So that list goes, and I got to say, this is props to Jason Moore on Twitter. But the list goes, Tank Bigsby, Joshua Kelly, Craig Reynolds, Roshan Johnson, Damian Harris, who hasn't played in like two weeks, I'm pretty sure. Devon A-Chain, who hasn't played in like four weeks now. Yes. James Cook and Andrew Beck. So, So he's not getting a touchdown. That's like a saving grace for me. are you just at this point? If you have any falcon, because now, now I, you, you put me, you put me. I am now in the sad Falcons asset uh, rehabilitation program. So are you just praying for the head coach to get fired at this point in time? <laughs> I if just you. don't think you will you will get fired, so Uh, he's I still not think they invested three top ten picks and he's not using like two of them. Well he's he's using London. That's the last one! That's the three! That's the three, Alex! <laughs> but he has Tyler Algier and Jonas Smith. He has Tyler Algier and Jonu Smith. Those guys need touches as well, right? I thought so. Unbelievable. <sighs> Now now I get to be on the Alex Smith hate wagon. Let's go. Arthur Smith, not Alex Smith. Arthur Smith. Alex Smith is a stand-up guy. But Arthur Smith, no. I get to be on the Arthur Smith hate wagon. Ah, uh, and as I was saying prior to the show, and this will just add on to Angelo's mocking me, but I've Go spent for an unhealthy amount of time looking at the Sims to try and figure out if I have, like, a real shot at making the playoffs. And it's basically like, <laughs> he, he, here's my I have advice one game that I can lose. he, here's my advice for anyone looking at sims and dynasty leagues don't look at sims and dynasty leagues please 
for the love of God, don't do it. It's a rabbit hole. Yeah. I can basically just lose one more game in the next, what, five? Yeah, I can lose one game in the next five. And I'm in, I think. You so, yeah. Yeah. So you can get, you can play spoiler this year. This would be the first time that you beat me in this league. And it would knock me out of the playoffs if I have lost my game until then. That's like a double win. <laughs> yeah. This is your chance. Ah. <laughs> uh, is it though? Enough. You would have to you, you would be I'm relying on things like Arthur Smith being using Kyle Pitts and yeah, I don't know if it's my best chance. DK Metcalf being good again because I don't know if you've heard but DK and Pete Carroll are kind of iffy right now. I have not heard that, but it wouldn't shock me. But regardless, I mean what what do you make of the so we're let's go with the offenses that that have a lot of talent but have a lot of problems, whether it be quarterback, coaching, or both. And let's talk about the Falcons and the Seahawks. What do you do with the DK Lockett JSN situation if you're in Dynasty? Because redrafts are getting closer and closer at coming to an end. You're getting closer to your playoffs. What do you do with that situation moving forward? There's like... I think, and that's why I traded DK. Mm-hmm. I think people still haven't quite caught up with what DK has done so yeah, far. Yeah, he's not even a wide receiver too, dude. And it's not even this year, but he was also like outscored last year by Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. And the year prior as well, if not mistaken. He ranked behind Lockett in both years? Or was it just last year? I know it was last year. He needs needs someone who's willing to throw the ball up to him because he is a great, like, he's a great red zone threat and he's a great deep ball target. But um, But Lockett is the more consistent guy. Exactly. Gino's not that. Gino's the guy who's going to get Lockett viable. I think, honestly, what's best for DK is if, they moved on from him. I don't know if they actually have they resigned DK or is DK only locked in for this year? No, there is on a big deal, I believe. He okay. was signed uh last year. Last off season, the okay. extension. Yeah. They are pretty close to like Lockett not being on the team. But like Lockett is the locker room guy. Lockett is the um, it's the glue basically. They have and an out after this year. Then why'd they bring in JSN at that point? I think I said this a lot during the offseason, but they kind of just wanted the wide receiver three. They kind of just wanted a wide receiver. They have been looking for one for quite a while. They've, I mean, they spend a high draft capital on the Eskridge. Yeah, but they spent like a second on Eskridge, yeah. Yeah. And they, they were just in the market for a guy for quite a while. There were plenty of rumors about that uh, this offseason. Like, they have an out on on Lockett's deal. They save around $7 million if they cut him this offseason. And he has regressed somewhat 
Plus, yeah. he's also the type of player that I can see retiring soon, just not taking plenty of risks. So I can see, like, JSN taking on the, the Tyler Lockett role. I'm just not so sure they will cut him. So I, like, I think they'll just keep all three, but DK is definitely the one giving them more headaches right now. Like, outside of, like, the play not being great... He still has some drops, so on and so forth. But also, like, he's kind of, like, the attitude is kind of, like, not yeah. there. Like, he I'm was saying. getting plenty of penalties as well earlier in the season, like, a couple of games ago as well. And, like, mm-hmm. his comments on it were just, like, that he, he didn't have anything to apologize about and that he wasn't really trying to change anything in his game. So it's kind of like you're hurting the team, dude, so... Weird stance to take there, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm but, not I think he I could just... be moved. I don't know if he gets moved in the offseason, but I think he's someone who, if he doesn't buy in, Pete Carroll is just going to move on from him. I can see it after 2024 if JSN takes the lead because they have an out after 2024. Basically, mm-hmm. next year, if they move him, uh, I mean, they save like a million in in cap space which really isn't anything you rather have the player at that point but the year after they save around 18 million so i think maybe in 2025 i wouldn't be shocked if he's moved until then like the the offseason of 2025 until then i kind of don't see it i kind of just expect all three to go back i wouldn't be shocked if they if they look at a qb right now they need one bad dude Honestly, you look at the team play, and outside of against the Ravens, they look like their team that's a quarterback away. I, I have trouble saying that because probably I'm still just riding high on Geno's last year, but he was really good. But I still think it's mostly it's on the, the offensive line, and I think Abraham Lucas will be back this week, if not mistaken. You've never had a good offensive line, though. That's never uh, been I, th- a thing. I think we have had better lines than they have been credited for. Because of Russ, they just were perceived as really bad offensive lines. And this year, I think, like, to start, I don't think there was, like, major issues. I mean, there was not a single, like, three-sack game to start the season. The first four, there were not a single sack game, a single three-sack game allowed. Like... The offensive line just got injured. Like, Charles Cross went out for a few weeks. Abraham Lucas went out early, and he's still out. I believe they are hoping that he's back this week. Then I believe Damian Lewis also missed a few games, like a game or two at least. So I think it's just the offensive line will gel sometime soon. Yeah, um, he missed the game. And like a half Damian Lewis. So I think the offensive line will gel and they will look better. The, my concern with Gino is the turnovers. Like those, some of those really aren't due to the um, to the pressure and so on. It's just like bad reads. Like yeah. since the bye, and I guess I've heard this this point being made. And like until the Giants game, he had one pick, and the Giants game was the one in which he got hurt. If you're, if I remember correctly, he got hurt there. Uh, I think it was either, I think it was an arm injury, like something in one of his arms, if not mistaken. And since that Giants game, 
he has had six interceptions. Hmm. Yeah. So four games, six picks. The first four games, one pick. So you think he's hurt in his arm? I think well, there's yeah. something there. I don't think he's fully healthy yet. Could be interesting. So what then? What do you make of the Falcons? Do you think uh, you think they're ever going to use Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson? Why though? They have Jonas Smith and Tyler Algier. They have Jonas Smith and Tyler Algier. <laughs> oh, isn't this like? Aren't weren't we like sort of right on Bijan? Because I remember we were pretty against his ADP and we were pretty against drafting him because we didn't see the ceiling for his draft yeah. capital. Yeah. And like we were sort of correct in that and we're still like correct in like he's good, but he wouldn't have the volume. I didn't think he would have the, the, the catches, but apparently he won't have the red zone work to be a top five guy. And that's just proving true. I mean... The Falcons carries inside of the 10-yard line. There's two players with more carries than him inside of the 10. And there's one player with the same amount. The The two guys ahead of him, it's Tyler Algier with five, time more, five times more carries than he had so far in the season. Algier is at 10. Bijan is at 2. Desmond Ritter at 5. And Cordell Patterson has the same Cordell amount. Cordell Patterson? Yeah. <laughs> he has the same amount of carries as Bijan Robinson, and I think Patterson has missed quite a bit of games. Yeah, he missed like the first three, and then he has been like he wasn't playing much the like four and five. So he has like four games with more than twelve percent of the snaps played, and he has <laughs> he has two carries inside of the inside of the ten. Yeah, I just. Yes, oh. we were right about that. Generally, go on. Yeah, uh, I just saw this as well. I just saw. I believe this is from the podium interviews today. Arthur Smith was asked about the goal line situation and the the running backs and so on. Uh-huh. And this is why you shouldn't expect a change here for Bijan because oh, Arthur no. Smith said today that he believes Tyler Algier is one of the best goal line backs and short yardage back in the league. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you drafted Bijan, I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't give him any hope. He just, he just, he just. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> oh, breaking news! Titans head coach Mike Vrabel just named Will Levis the starting quarterback and Ryan Tannehill the backup. Happy days for you. Backup. Backup QB. So he basically just told me what I've been saying for how long now? That Will Levis is actually the best quarterback on the Titans roster currently. Are they just like fully tanking now? It's just just gonna Stop be it. it. This is the Titans. They will always. 
this might be well, there's it's one thing you're it's one thing if you're trying when your guy's like a a guy who takes care of the football, he plays the short game, he like just moves the ball without mm -hmm. many turnovers. It's a different thing when you have a gunslinger and like a rookie gunslinger is still like figuring out the tendencies of the league. This might be his audition though. Like you better perform or we're replacing you with the pick that you get us. Stop it. I don't know. Will Levis. He's got this. Just want to drop. Mayo's in your coffee. What's up? Just want to drop this very small piece of content as well here uh, regarding Bijan and Tyler. Uh -huh. So yards before contact per rush. Bijan Robinson, 1.73 yards. So I'm almost need, two yards. Almost two yards. The league average is 1.27. So he's well above league average, I would say. Tyler Algier. 0.3. Are you saying that the numbers disagree with Arthur Smith? Of course not. Like, the numbers are wrong. Arthur Smith is right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's a whole list of stats that I could say. For example, like, yards per attempt, Bijan Robinson, 5.7. It's more than double Tyler Algiers' yard per attempt. Tyler Algier is 2.3. Like, I like Arthur Smith as a coach. I think he's... It reminds me of, like, the way that yeah. he designs the game and so on and so forth. It reminds me of just yeah, good no, coaching yeah, yeah. that... that <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of Shanahan. Like, not as, like, an innovator of the game. Or good. But, like... Or good, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but he can draw up good run games. But, like, the stubbornness, some of these coaches, the stubbornness is unreal, dude. The stubbornness is unreal. It really is, though. That's crazy. Like, they drafted... What pick did they even select him with? Wasn't it, like, a top five pick? No, it was pick seven. Pick seven, okay. They drafted him with pick sevens. Running backs don't go in the first round usually anymore. Brees Hall was a second round pick. They drafted this guy at the 107. And you know, they're here go, to go, use go Tyler <laughs> You know why you draft a running back at seven overall? And this is another quote from Arthur Smith today. Oh, no. Arthur Smith today on Bijan Robinson said that Bijan's impact away from the ball can open things up. So you draft a running back top seven as a wait, decoy. Oh wait, do you mean on the bench away from the ball or like on the field, like catching balls? Like on the field, basically saying that him being used as a decoy opens the rest of the game up. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's what he does with Kyle Pitts as well. He does. He so... does do that with Kyle Pitts. It's so sad to watch sometimes. Just to watch Kyle Pitts out there doing a streaker. It's <laughs> like he drafted these guys. He has drafted like three of these guys. And the only one that wishes him a happy birthday is Drake London. So he's the only <laughs> one that gets properly used. 
the rest are just like, okay, you go ahead and you just go jog for two two hours, please. One hour, I guess. You think <laughs> there's any chance Kyle Pitts resigns with this team? Yeah, I do think that like if they don't get a if they don't get a good like if they don't make the playoffs, I'll say this because of the division and because of the schedule. If they don't make the playoffs, I'm pretty sure it might be gone. Thank God. This is what now is third year. He's was as drafted a coach. the same year as Jamar. No, no, oh, I, I'm you mean saying, Arthur I'm Smith might be gone. Okay. Yeah, and that's why you would stay, Pitts, if there's a guy who comes in and uses him properly. What, you mean Jonu Smith getting uh, <laughs> getting huge opportunity isn't appealing to you? Uh, I like how we just joke about this, but then, like... No, it, it happens! Got... It happens! Yeah, but, no, but I want to say, like, I, I don't want to say it gets validated... But like Ben plays like a, a screen to Jonah Smith, go for sixty yards and a touchdown, and you're kind of like, it's hard to criticize something when it actually works. Yeah, no, you're right about that. So it's kind of like, and for example, Algier, we we talk about him plenty. We say that he should give the chance to Bijan, but like in that last drive in which they scored a touchdown, he was running fantastic. Like Bijan can probably run just as good. But, like, Algier was running fantastic, and you sort of don't take that guy away, like, when he's on a run. So, that's gets kind of hard. Here's the argument. The argument for Algier and for, more specifically, Jonah Smith is you need your tight end to be amazing at multiple facets of the game. Kyle Pitts is amazing receiving. He's probably... He has the potential to be the best receiving tight end in the NFL, bar none. Just just bar none. But if you're looking for more blocking in your tight end, then yes, you you get Jonu Smith on the field. And that's kind of, that's more, I think, what the case is. That Jonu Smith is a better blocker, so he's getting snaps. And... You see that reflected in Kyle Pitts' snap share. He usually hovers around the high 50s. Like, I understand that point. And I guess that, like, if Pitts really is the better receiver, and I think he's the better receiver. Oh, he's a better receiver by miles, dude. But why isn't he getting like a substantial amount of the target share versus Jonu Smith? Why is it pretty similar? Because Jonu has like what ten less targets than Kyle Pitts at this point. No, oh, no, that's hundred percent true. I would have to go into the and maybe since you're the numbers guy, I'm not the numbers guy. But how often are the Atlanta Falcons running two tight end set tight end sets? Oh, that's interesting. I can actually. Ch- I think it's quite a bit, to be honest. Exactly. So that's why their snap shares are similar. Remember, we had this discussion. Well, maybe not on this podcast because it wasn't. We weren't live then, but we had this discussion on this podcast that whoever drafted Kyle Pitts would have to use him in a different way than the prototypical tight end. And no offense to Arthur Smith, he's amazing at running at getting run schemes. But what's part of having amazing run schemes 
having a tight end who can block. So, <laughs> they should I'm be trying using, to find they should that, be using, I, like I said, I haven't seen exactly what their schemes are as far as what personnel they play, but if, they should be using Kyle Pitts should be hovering around 75% snap share and they should be using him as one of the outside wide receivers in certain sets. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm and they saying. Are, they are using him now. In that sense, they are using them. Then why that is way. the snap share in the 50s? That's a good question. Why is it not closer to it? 70, 80, 90? Uh, it is, though. I got to say, like, week two, 70%. Week three, 78%. Now it has diminished somewhat. Now it is it, it does over in the 50s, yeah. 60s. But yeah, it's it started high. high. It started high, so maybe they just don't like his play. <laughs> That's just... Oh, how do you not like... <laughs> oh. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how you don't like a guy. The the, the tight end on the, on a linebacker who can run a 4-4. Four, like four, four. I don't know how you... I don't... Okay, so 12 personnel rates on first down. Falcons are the fourth highest. As far as? As far as uh, teams using 12 personnel in first down. On first Which downs. is two tight ends. Yes. For the people at home. Yes. For the people in the audience. I can so, see yeah. like the overall amount of... So, yes, could it be, okay, so could then there be a regression to the means either as the season goes on or even next season if Arthur Smith stays, where maybe it's just he's getting those looks because he's, Jonah Smith is getting those looks just because he's out there because it is two tight end sets. Yeah, that's that's probably it. Yeah, I think you're right. It's just like he's out there because he blocks, blocks pretty well, I think. And... He's just in there, so he gets the targets as well. But, like, the thing is, they are designing so many plays for him. Like, just in last last, last, uh, last Sunday's game, they had a screen that went to the house for 60. So that's a design play for him, design touch for him. And then they also had a, like, sort of, I guess you got to say, like, tight end sweep run that they give him that touch, which is also sort of a fabricated touch for him. So I counted at least two. There's probably more. And for a guy like Jonah Smith, you sort of don't expect it. But uh, Arthur Smith was with him back in Tennessee, I believe. Okay, so, so there's maybe... comfort there. Yeah, so I think that, and that's probably why they acquired him from New England this past offseason. So there you go. There's 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 your answer to the Kyle Pitts question. The Kyle Pitts okay. question could be a combination of comfort, Jono being able to block, and just target regression happening in the in a bad sense for Kyle Pitts. I I can't tell you why Bijan's not getting used more over Tyler Algier. I I, I can't. I, I I can't. I can't. So to conclude on that, don't expect any changes. Don't expect any. <laughs> This will just be whatever. Like, the only guy you can trust is Drake London, I guess. <laughs> Drake.
Man, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy. What if I told you if Tyson Badgett was one more start away from being a quarterback two in in fantasy? Uh, wouldn't shock me. I you know I'm Tyson Badgett. <laughs> Tyson Badgett. I know I'm a Tyson Badgett fan. So, like I've said my take on that game, uh, that Thursday night football game, and yeah, I do think that Fields gets benched at some point in that game. Just because it's not going to be okay. Oh, speaking of last night's game, did you see any of it? Like the Chargers-Jets uh, no. game. No, but I saw. I woke up and saw that the, the Chargers absolutely routed the Jets. Um, I'm guessing I had the Chargers since I always have the Chargers. Yes, you had the Chargers. Which so you... Yeah, 7-7. Seven and seven, I finished 6-8 uh, and eight this week. But I wanted to draw attention to my guy, Quinton Johnston. Oh, no, not this again. I didn't even look at Quinton Johnston's numbers. I'm just saying. Um, so this is Adam Leviton on Twitter. Chargers oh, uh, first round wide receiver. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay, go on. Chargers uh, first round wide receiver Quentin Johnston is now at 0.76 yards per route run via PFF. That ranks 94th uh, amongst 101 qualifying wide receivers and 15 out of 15 qualifying rookie tight ends. Tight ends, you mean wide receivers? Uh, wide receivers, yeah, my bad. So you're saying every rookie wide receiver that has taken a field this season has produced better on a per-target basis than Quinn Johnston? Every single one? Per, per route run, yeah. Per route run. Yes. Just absolutely nothing from this dude. But I'm sure you will eventually turn it around. I'm that sure. That includes people like Marvin Mims. That includes people like Marvin Mims. And Jaden Reed. And Josh Downs, of course. course. And and what other rookies do we have? So that includes as well the Mario Douglas. That includes Jonathan Mingo. That includes Michael Wilson. That probably includes Jalen Hyatt. (laughs) Oh, man. Jake Bobo. Jake Bobo. That's a pretty rough like, list. Seahawks Reddit was actually going nuts because we weren't including Jake Bobo in the packages more. Like, no Bobo, no win. Uh, I read that a lot this, this past Sunday. So, yeah, the no Jake Bobo, Bobo movement. Flying high. Jake Bobo movement. That's crazy. You're crazy. <sighs> yeah, terrible, terrible by QJ. Quentin Johnson really, really messing things up. And we have breaking news. The Rams have a new QB. Oh, you mean they didn't like what they saw out of... I can't even say it. No. Go but ahead, Carson. Say, say the name of the quarterback back. you lost to. Oh, Brent, Brent Rippon. 
But the Rams, uh, it's Brett Rippon, I believe that's the name. But the Rams knew, I guess now it's backup QB to Matt Stafford. Carson Wentz, he's back in the Carson Wentz is back? So wait a minute. You're telling me the Giants weren't desperate enough to call Carson Wentz, but the Rams were? That's kind of like, what do the Giants have to gain by adding Carson Wentz? I don't know, a win? A chance at a fo- winning a football game? Why yeah. do they need it, though? <laughs> they are 2-7. and seven. They are not winning anything this year. Just give the rookie a shot and see what you have in him before you, you draft Daniel Jones' replacement next year. <laughs> after they Peter? paid him. After yes. I do believe they have a, an out after next year. So, but yeah, Carson Wentz is back in the league, and he now backs up Stafford. The way that's phrased makes me believe that maybe Wentz, uh, maybe Stafford will be playing this week. But yeah, Wentz is oh. back. That's. Crazy. And the Giants do have an out on Danny Dimes deal after 2024. Uh, they can cut him at a... Basically, they save half of his cap hit. His cap hit is 41. They save $19 million by cutting him. <laughs> so, yeah. I think like it probably starts 2024, plays bad. They give the rookie a chance. He's basically Ryan Tannehill. He's basically Ryan Tannehill. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But do you know who Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill is worse than? Hmm. Will Levis? Will Levis. Let's see what the, the rookie can do. Who does he face the few like the next few weeks? Is he like a good fantasy option right now? Just because he's a gunslinger or oh, 100%. That's that's one hundred percent of the reason why I like him so much, is because he's a gunslinger. Yes, at Tampa Bay, at Jacksonville, and then he has Carolina, Indianapolis, and at that's Miami. A... Those are, well, Miami, he's gonna is gonna be a shootout if he can stay in there. But those are pretty winnable games for the most part. Yeah, and it's probably good for fantasy as well. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen. That like end stretch. Of the season until the playoffs. That's that's those are pretty good matchups. He should be ranked pretty high in terms of like playoff schedule, strength of playoff schedule for him or pre-playoff, I guess. His playoff schedule isn't great. It's like Houston, Seattle, Houston. Mm-hmm. So sort of Houston isn't bad. Like Seattle's secondary probably gives him trouble. And where will Ryan Tannehill land next year? Oh, wow, wow, wow. Uh, depends. I depends. thought you were about to say nowhere. <laughs> nowhere might be an option depending on how the uh, NFL landscape works out. But there's usually a team that's like 
like the Raiders. There's usually a team that's that's desperate to have like a quarterback in house. So mm. the Raiders might be a good one. I'm struggling to think of teams that might want <laughs> this. The Falcons might want to take a chance. Oh, the Arthur Smith connection. The Arthur Smith connection, yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be Ryan Tannehill to Jonah Smith. Oh no. Not again. Not again. <laughs> oh my god. I I think I just depressed myself with that. Oh it's very depressing to talk Titans football, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, yes it is. The LA Rams are signing Carson Wentz. just came up for me. Oh, man. And I believe you have Carson. Oh, did you cut him? I did. Okay, in that one league. You have... Oh, no, you have him. You have him. In the the 32-team league, but you don't need him because... You have Will, Will, Will Levis now. I have I have the better Titans quarterback. Well, he's he's on the Rams, but so, yes, I have the better quarterback. But yes, I cut him in our main league. Yeah, and you still have him in the thirty-two team league. Yeah. Oh, are, are we cons- Oh, I gotta say, like we didn't talk about this one, uh, but Jamar Chase. Uh, oh, this, no. this yeah. yeah, that that injury came out after we stopped recording, and we talked about it off uh, like off the air. Mm-hmm. But Jamar Chase with a back injury, like it doesn't sound too optimistic that it, that he will play. It sounds sort of iffy. Another T Higgins game. Who do the Bengals Maybe. play this week? Uh, they play the Texans. It's weird because, like, I saw that play live and he was kind of banged up. That play would have won me the week, by the way, in the the 16-team league, because that's if the ball has a tiny bit more zip on it, that's a 60-yard touchdown, if not mistaken. But it, it doesn't, so instead of that, it's a back injury that now might really affect me in a few leagues. And he sort of like he put an eating pad around his back, and then he came back. So I thought it was basically a non-issue. He, he didn't seem one hundred percent when he came back, but he seemed sort of okay. So I'm surprised that it's looking not so good for him. But maybe it's just being precautionary with it. It's just taking the measures, and it's not. Like saying that he will play, but he's just like working through the motions. That's fair. I still can't believe I'm playing Rondell Moore this week. Haven't <sighs> you been playing Rondell Moore like every single week? I have. I think. I think. Like you? I think if you go by my like, there's been nine games. I think if you go by most played on a roster, he is my most played player on this roster. You do play Cameron, so. And I do get um, Devontae Smith back. Not this week. You get them back the week after, I think. Which means means no Rondell Moore, hopefully. We'll see. 
You get really lucky with buys in that league, by the way. Why? Like this week, Cameron has like Coop and Mustard out. Cup and Mustard. Then the week after, I'm not sure if there's like anything like major, but in the divisional matchups, like you face buys every single week, if not mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, you first. You're like, telling me I might go through an own division. Maybe, maybe. Like apart from Luke, like the first matchup with Luke, I don't think he has like any injuries. But you're technically projected to win, even if you give him the QB back. But then, like the um, Max Zig guy. Uh, I believe he has like two or three buys. Yeah, he doesn't have Saquon, for example, and he probably won't. Oh, that's have like his whole team. And Jacobs. Oh, that is actually his whole team. Oh, hi. And then and then versus me, I don't have a howl. So. Oh no! You, you will you're face gonna play Zach Wilson in your most important Zach... game. Ever. No, you know who I might play. Who? At that point. Aaron Rodgers. Have you seen that? Yeah. He might actually be back in December. I still I still don't believe it. I just think it's like there's no way. There's he no wants way to be talked about. But I mean the dude is third throwing like fifty yard passes seven weeks out of a of that sort of injury. No, I don't know how, but I know. Like it's crazy, dude. And like might be around the time that he comes back, so I might start him his first week back if Aaron Rodgers really is back. What week? Who do the Jets play that week? Houston. Houston. Like, I already know that I'm playing Aaron Rodgers that week if he's back, but he gets injured like in the first play, and he's he's replaced by Zach Wilson. Oh, man. That's actually an interesting thought. Like, if Aaron Rodgers is back and you sort of have to play the Jets QB, if he's back, first week in, you have to play the Jets QB, do you play Rodgers or do you go with the big green move and play Zach? (laughs) You just know he's getting hurt, so... (laughs) I just... I don't know... I don't know how Rodgers is... I, this is like he's thirty eight. Nine, I think. Yeah, this is like a two year recovery window for most people. Yeah, and he's just back after seven weeks. There's no way. I re- I refuse. I refuse to believe that's true. He's just bsing. This this is this is similar to what he said. He was um, uh, what was it? Immunized, whatever word he used. Oh yes, yes. To suggest that he was vaccinated when he wasn't. Emulized. Yes. Um, I'm just reading this now, but apparently. Aaron Rodgers, someone close to Rodgers believes he will want back, he will want to return to practice in a couple of weeks. Get out of here. Get out of like, here. With this. And apparently, I will, believe, I will believe this man is playing when I see it and not, and not a second before. And apparently, like after uh, that like 50 yard throw, 
people who were like I believe it was overheard um, after the game he was telling Derwin James to give him a few weeks when he was asked by Derwin when he's coming back ain't no way dude ain't no way I don't want to believe it but here we are (laughs) no there's no way Kind of skeptical as well. <laughs> You're kind of skeptical as well. <laughs> In other fantasy news as well, this happened like oh, during. Not the... be skeptical. It's an Achilles. In... He lied about the Achilles injury. It's an Achilles injury. He hasn't been out for more than like ten weeks. How can you not be skeptical of it? Grow from like a projected 10, uh, 10 to 12 months injury to like 7 weeks or 10 weeks that's kind of a big step how can you not be I, I don't know how you cannot be at least a little bit like <laughs> I don't know I don't know how you how you can believe it the, like if you believe it, until I see it, if you believe it, then I got an island in Cambodia I'd like to sell you. <laughs> like, I, I I don't know. I, I really don't know what to say. I'm speechless. I'm legitimately speechless. I am as well. <laughs> really? well I, I don't think he plays. I just think this is like him playing to the pandering. This is a PR the, stunt. And, this has to yeah, be a this PR is stunt. The media pandering to him, but like... What if it happens? Then I'll then I'll come on here and say I was wrong. Okay. Okay. But, but I but I don't think I'm wrong. On another like fantasy news, this happened during the week. But Leonard Fournette is all, also back in the league. I know I signed him in a few leagues. We expect anything from him. What is your take if, on Leonard Fournette? Maybe if the Bills make the playoffs. Like, doesn't this feel like the type of signing will be like, oh, that was pretty, pretty obvious that people should have him in all of leagues? Because he's definitely going to be an annoyance to James Cook that I think will like grow into more than an annoyance, if that makes sense. I think it starts as an annoyance and hence as him like stealing plenty of work from James Cook. Yes. Like that's gonna happen, isn't it? It's gonna be the Rashad White of thing, yeah. Yes, that's definitely what it's gonna be. <laughs> so I'm just glad we're both on the same page. Which is just great. Are you? Guess, do you have any sort of Kenneth Walker shares anywhere? Because I'm yeah, the Kenneth Walker why? guy. Okay. Are you hitting the panic button? Why? Why would I be in the panic button? Because are you are you admitting Charbonnet's a threat? I am not admitting that Charbonnet is a better running back. 
Because <laughs> I don't think he is. But like he's getting plenty of usage. Like I said he would. Like you said he would. <laughs> like he still doesn't have the same amount of usage as Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm. And I think the stats from the last two games are a bit skewed, especially like last game, because I do believe that they see out of that game. and they I do believe they see Charbonnet as the better pass blocker. So he's getting <laughs> in yeah, he's getting those snaps in instead of Kenneth Walker. Are and I think gonna, that's fair. Are we gonna be in a scenario where uh uh Zach Charbonnet is the new Jonu Smith. Is this, this is where this is coming? Oh yeah, it's definitely the new Jonu Smith. I, I just think like the usage, it makes sense. Like if you think about it, like Kenneth Falker is a speed guy. He's a home run threat. He isn't really a grinder back. That's never been his style. Charbonnet is more that build of a running back. And you sort of don't want to give the guy who's like. The main thing about him is his speed and his breakaway ability. You sort of don't want to use him on blocks and so on. You just drain him of that energy, I guess. So you just put in Charbonnet, who's like a better at doing that part of the job, I guess. And he he runs through the tackles. Doesn't really have the breakaway speed. I mean, I've seen a few of his runs that he broke out, and it's just he doesn't have the speed to go to the house on those. Uh, He does break bit of tackles, so does Walker, though, because of his agility. Charbonnet is more there to his, to his strength and his, his ability as a, a power rusher, I guess. But I think the stats are skewed, and I'm not sure if I wouldn't buy Kenneth Walker. I sort of... Ah, I sort of want to believe that Kenneth Walker is still the better running back, which I do believe that still. Um, and I do want to buy him. I am sort of scared that I'm wrong, though. So you want to buy him, but you, you're you afraid that buying him is the wrong move? Yes. Because he's a running back? Yes, because he will still cost you a pretty penny. Yeah, probably. But... I think that if we go and it's like back to the early in the season and it's just Kenneth Falker ripping out runs, being amazing, and this was just a bad game stretch, I think you're good. But if like I... if that doesn't happen and like the trend isn't just because he's a better pass blocker and it's just because like Pete wants a guy who runs in between the tackles now, you kind of just pay the big bag for nothing. I think the Charbonnet game is is coming. You're still not getting like the amount of your opportunities that Kenneth Falker is getting. Though. I'm not saying he's gonna get more opportunities. I I'm saying he's gonna have that game. He's gonna have that Jonu Smith game where he like breaks out a run or maybe even a pass, and we're gonna like freak out, and that's when. That's when Kenneth Walker's stock is going to plummet. <laughs> because it's kind of hard to have. Because we want to like see like that moment happen. That like, oh yeah, 
this is a problem now. I don't think until we see Charbonnet like have a quote unquote breakout game that his that Kenneth Walker's value is particularly going to take a hit. That's kind of, we're more reactionary. Fantasy people are more reactionary. On keep trade cut, it's starting to take a hit though. This back to back bad weeks. I believe he is now running back seven, if not mistaken, in trade uh, in trade keep cut. Who uh, uh, Kenneth Walker? Obviously, yeah. Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Um, the thing with like the breakaway runs and so on, it's I just don't think. So here's the Charbonnet question: He went guy. down. Has Charbonnet gone up yet? Uh, let me see. So Kenneth Walker is running back seven currently, has gone down a bit, and Charbonnet is running back twenty-four. Slight rise, barely anything noticeable. Right. So, um, Walker Wait, so, well, again, has... You're waiting for the breakout game before Walker plummets and Charbonnet rises. That's what yes. you're waiting for. Like and, like, Walker has hovered from, like, running back four to running back five, sometimes running back six, but around running back five is its average for the past month or so. And now it is running back seven. Charbonnet has sort of just kept doing his thing. It's been like from what running back twenty four to twenty two for the past like month. Yeah. So once again, they really haven't moved that much. Yeah. You're seeing a slight downtick, but you haven't seen the plummet yet. Yeah. So that's why I would. I don't know if I could call someone a screeching buy who has plummeted one spot from where he was before. Okay, that's know. fair. That's fair, yeah. I have sort of... I, I'm not looking to trade them, but I have been basically just knocking on every once... No, I, I, I've just been like... I haven't been knocking on every single person in that league store to trade the running back, and I've just said that if the price is right, I can also move Walker. So I haven't really been offering him out. I've offered out Henry. I've offered out Monty. I've offered out James Cook quite a bit. But I really haven't done that with Kenneth Walker. But he has been available because I'm afraid that I'm wrong. Not because of the player, because I still believe Walker is a better player over Charbonnet. But because of Pete. And like, <laughs> you don't know about your head coach. Yes. Pete is the guy, I believe that he has this quote in which he, he says that like he wants the running backs to get the first downs. He needs to have the run game picking up first downs. And I think Charbonnet in like, I don't know, a third and one will probably edge out Kenneth Walker. And that gets some goodwill with Pete. It's my concern. Fair. That said, I think in like matchups in which we are getting murder- murdered, I do think that even if it is pretty close to a 50-50, I still think Kenneth Walker breaks out the big runs instead of Charbonnet, so I think he will be more productive for fantasy football. I think Charbonnet is a guy who won't be produ- productive until he has like a 60-40, 65-35 type of lead, and I don't think that happens. So I don't think I would touch Charbonnet. So you wouldn't buy Charbonnet at his current price? 
Yeah, I don't think I would. I guess we can play this or that with Charbonnet this week. Okay, let's do that. That sounds like a great idea. Okay. So, I guess I'll say this to you because you're more partial than I am in this regard. So, Zach Charbonnet or Ramondre Stevenson. Ooh, probably Ramondre. Okay. Zach Charbonnet or Rashad White. I think Rashad White has been... For this season, Rashad White, moving forward, I probably want Charbonnet. Rashad White has looked really, really suspect. Yes, that's true. I think I agree with you with Ramondre and... Like, even looking pretty suspect, I still think I'd rather have Rashad White. That's fair. I I still think he got the workload. He did get the workload. That's not wrong. But I I think think Tampa Bay is in a prime spot to look for a replacement. Mm, They have bigger issues, though, probably. I, I do see, like, them getting a, like, backup that has actually like some weight to him, not like a Chase Edmonds or a Deuce Vaughn or I don't know, the guy with no knees, the Justin Tucker or whatever that name that guy is. Hmm. Um uh Brian Robinson or Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet is almost Charbonnet is almost twenty three years old. Yeah. Brian Robinson is 24 and a half, roughly. Okay, so Charbonnet instead of Brian Robinson. He has plummeted a bit, Brian Robinson. He was in the, like, 5,000 sort of value. Oh, now he's in the my 4, God. More I'm breaking gonna, news? I'm going to read this later. Go on. Finish the segment. Okay. And then Zach Charbonnet. Or Joe Mixon. Charbonnet. I think Mixon is dusted after this year. Okay. Like you, yeah. If you haven't already seen it, then I don't know what you're watching. You're not watching the Bengals. Zach Charbonnet or Derrick Henry. Oddly enough, I think Derrick Henry. Yeah, I do so as well. I think it will give you... It's like... I think Derrick Henry has a better future outlook than Joe Mixon. Is that sad? Uh, probably. I sort of agree. Uh, it's like Joe Mixon is like a regular running back who has age and it's not that good anymore. And it's just getting like, he's on a good offense and getting like the touches. Derrick Henry is like ger- generational type of running back. So I think he will age That's- better. And, like, the thing between Henry and Charbonnet, it's like, it's the one bird in the hand, two birds in the in the, the air type of argument. It's like, you know that Henry will give you the production this year, and he will be good. And, like, next year, I'm not sure, but, like, I haven't seen anything from him that suggests to me that he is, like, slowing down. So yeah. maybe he still produces for you next next year with Charbonnet. You sort of don't know if you'll ever produce. So that's fair. And I'll finish up with this: uh, two rookie running backs, both in the same tier. One is in the upper echelon; the other one is lower in that tier. 
difference isn't that big. It's around 300 value. But Zach Charbonnet or Tajay Spears? Tajay Spears. Definitely Tajay yes. Spears. Spears is ahead of Charbonnet. Yeah. yeah. Spears is running back 20. Yeah. I'm actually, I don't know how much I like Spears, but I'm holding on to him in a lot of leagues to just, granted, I did trade him in one league. But anyway, I'm holding on to him until that day that he gets announced the starter and then I'm seeing what I can get. <laughs> that has to be like next year. I don't think that happens. This it year. has to. Yeah, it has to be next year. Unless, yeah. God forbid, Derrick Henry gets hurt. So, um, I just got a uh, notification uh, from the Dynasty Reddit, and it was a great, great, great. This this would have been great at the start of the episode. And it's the question, how much should we discount 2024 fantasy rookies if they get drafted by the Atlanta Falcons? Hold on. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. If they don't make the playoffs, I don't think Arthur Smith is there, so it's kind of hard <laughs> to like find an answer for it. I if think Arthur if Smith is it. there, how much should we value 2024 okay. Atlanta Falcons if it is a quarterback, which is, I think, the only... Um, they either draft a quarterback or they draft a wide receiver. I don't think they draft anyone else. Oh, another uh, wide receiver with a top 10 pick? Oh, that'll be fun. Yes. Unless it's a wide receiver, like, I don't think they can go anywhere else other than, like, QB. So if they draft a QB, I mean, doesn't he, like, have one of the best spots in the league to place right now? Like, if they completely implode, they don't make the playoffs. They fire. Uh, they don't fire Arthur Smith. He stays there. He just blames, I don't know, Bijan. And, like, even if he's there, the, the, the rookie QB they pick early is in a really great situation. Like, offensive line is good. He has Bijan Robinson. He has a running back one in Tyler Algier. Yes, no. Drake London. <laughs> yes, Drake, Drake London. London. Yes, Kyle yes. Pitts. Yeah, yes, Kyle Pitts and a tight end one in Juno. Juno. <laughs> and the yes. defense. And the defense was not too shabby. So I mean, if You're it's a QB, wrong. I mean, I'm 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 done for that. You're not wrong. I, I'd other be than that, that you, yeah. Other than that, you probably just avoid. Avoid. What if they draft another tight end? Surely. Uh, who's the... the um, is it the OSU guy, isn't it? That's pretty touted right now. Um, Up. No, it's not OSU, is it? Top tight no. end prospects 2024. Right now... There's... There's like Brock this... Bowers out of Georgia. Brock Bowers, wow. yeah, that's it's, it's Georgia. Yep. Yeah, that's the guy. Like that guy's pretty pretty highly touted. That guy's like he's been projected as a top ten NFL pick right now. So the scenes if they pick Brock Brock Bowers. <laughs> yeah, if they pick that guy to add to that tight end room, they might just run three tight end sets every single play. So, 
obviously this is more of a conversation post combine, but is Malik Nabbers the number two wide receiver outside of Marvin Harrison Jr.? Uh, it's sort of hard to me right now because I'm not into that process yet. That's from what I know so far, I think it is. I think he has to be the wide receiver too right now. And how big of a gap do you think like the 101 will have from the rest? Is it going to be like Bijan to the rest? Yeah, it's probably going to be something like that, yeah. And that's interesting because that, that... We, we can talk about her main league, but Austin is, I don't know. I don't think Austin's moving that pick. He hasn't won it yet. I still He's have a chance. It, He's got it, dude. He's scoring 20 points in a week. He's got it, dude. And their optimal is like, was like 20 points apart, I think. So, yeah. And this is this is a big week for me actually because uh, Justin doesn't have Mahomes right now this week, so I oh. need to make up some ground. <laughs> make up. Some... The thing is, like Austin doesn't have a QB like rest of the year probably, so it's not looking great. I from firsthand experience, I know you can't beat that. Yeah. No QBs, <laughs> it's huge. Yeah. Guess I should have taken the deal to get my homes. Guess you should have taken the deal to get my homes, is right. Kind uh, of just been all over the place so far. What, this oh, episode? We, yeah, uh, I did forget to mention, but earlier today we learned that Kyler Murray is indeed going to make his debut in week 10. Yep, which means my pick is not completely crazy. Just sort of crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, did the line move or was it indeed the uh, color memory line? Let's see. I can check now. Yeah, sort of an interesting play here. It's like, do you trust color memory week one? back versus the Falcons defense and if you do is it like top 10 option is it QB1 first week out of no. an ACL tear no I think I I think I more trust that the Falcons are bad that's what I trust so for fantasy you wouldn't start him first week back no absolutely not okay Unless, I am, I, unless I don't have a better option. In the redraft league that we're both in, the one that might seem like absolutely... The line nothing. has moved, and now the Atlanta Falcons are only favored by a point. Okay, so half a point. Oh, I, God, the line for the Cowboys moved. They got another point. Another <laughs> full point, 16 and a half now? That's 16 currently. Okay. So okay, moved to 60, okay. I did still gain up half a point by taking them 15 and a half. Oh I'm sure, God. like, the Jets line probably moved as well. Should What's be closer to. We picked it at One two and, and a half. half. Yeah, moved the point. Did the Chargers the... game move? The Chargers game. 
Let's see. Where are you? Chargers. <laughs> Was Raiders Dolphins always 10 points? Raiders Dolphins? Yeah, I think you're in the wrong week. Because the Dolphins aren't by. Oh, okay, I am. Okay, anyway. Da, 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 da. Two and a half points for the Lions. So the Lions actually gained more points. Because weren't they at two? Or were they at three and a half? I think they were at one and a half. So they gained a whole point? Yeah. <laughs> the Lions I'm... gained a whole point from the Chargers. <laughs> pump. This is this is how you know. This is this is how you know Vegas knows what I know, which is don't bet on the Chargers when they're favored. This is how you know. This is how you know. They demolished the Jets. And they gave up another point to the Lions in the betting line. I'm I'm not sure if they demolished the Jets. They demolished them, dude. Like there were plenty like if you check the offensive stats. For the Chargers, didn't they get like outscored in like terms of yardage and like most of the statistics on offense by the Jets? They just had like short fields for most of it. I think it was a Garrett Wilson fumble. It was a Zach Wilson fumble as well. They had a kick return for a touchdown, a punch return for a touchdown. And I think there was another fumble in there. You're saying win better right now? Win better, exactly. (laughs) They just need to win better. I I was saying regarding Kyler Murray, I actually am thinking about starting him in the redraft league. Really? It's It's between him and Sam Howell, and Howell as Seattle. So it's... I don't know. I don't know who I'm starting there. It's between those two. I'm leaning Kyler right now just to have the, the fun factor since I basically need miracles every single week to win. Better win in style. <laughs> I don't think I can lose a game until the like the game is uh, like the the year is over, so Fantasy has been so crazy, dude. It is. How's your leagues like overall? Huh? How's How's your leagues like? Yeah, overall. Okay, so let's see. I'm six and three in the redraft. Oh my god. Why did you make me look at this? This is depressing, dude. I'm just gonna send you this. This is this is this is really depressing. Just go ahead. Go ahead, you can laugh. You can laugh at this. There you go. I sent you how I'm doing. (laughs) I am not winning in a single dynasty league. Not a single one (laughs) I'm in. Not a single. In fact, I have seven losses in like every dynasty league I'm in except one. The four and 14 is seven. The four and fourteen is seven losses. I'm done. I'm done. That's two and seven. Oh my god. 
Yeah, you're not doing too great on the dynasty stuff. No, no, I'm not. I mean, in that league, I'm 5-13. and 13. I've just embraced, embraced the tank. I eventually will move a few players, but... You're not beating me in tank bowl. I hope you know that. No, I really... I'm not sure. I have... I have Kyle Pitts. I should probably pick up the better tight end in that team. So, Jonu Smith, yeah, you should probably get. Jonu I will Smith. look into that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, apart from like the the thirty-two team league, it's finally going well. I just need to beat this really annoying guy in my division, and I'm gonna win the division again. Team has been on a on a heater right now. I wish I could say the same about Dynasty Nas. I I just I can I understand like I can uh, understand yeah. Dynasty Nas. I can't understand some of these other leagues. I'm t- I'm two I'm two and seven in a league when I have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Just I'm just I'm just gonna say that. Just yeah. I'm just <laughs> I, 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 I I don't know. It's 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 the saddest thing. <laughs> I I don't know, man. Like I'm, I don't know. I, I'm just. It's just I'm the I don't know, man. Right now, it's just <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. I just wanted to point out that I find it pretty amusing that I spent a full week looking for deals in which I could move running backs for wide receivers, and I end the week doing a deal with you, and where I'm sending a wide receiver for a running back. <laughs> To be fair, it was DK, and you said you don't have faith in him, so might as well send him it's to the still team. still a wide receiver. Yeah. It's still a 25-year-old wide receiver for a 28-year-old running back. It's just... <sighs> now I have one, two, three, four... I have... I have five starting running backs right now. Kenneth Walker has been under 50% snap share the last two weeks. Yes. Well, to be frank, like under 50%, he was 49% last week. So it's on the edge. But yeah, like like I said, I think it's more because of the pass blocking snaps than anything else, to be honest. Like just this week, I know I checked on PFF, but I think he had like one passing blocks. Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet had like five or six. So on a game in which we have, I think it was around, I think you ran like 40 plays or something. You go off. Perfect. We're solo. I can take over the show. Okay, am I back? You're back. Okay, so you're in this like weird spot, and maybe you can just give this advice to people who have a lot of old running backs. 
But if you miss the playoffs, let's say you lose to me, we you lose that one game between me and the last week, and you lose that game to me, and you miss the playoffs. You're in a weird spot now where you have to trade Derrick Henry. You have to trade... Who's the guy? Just Alvin Kamara. And you could also trade Kenneth Walker and James Cook to a playoff and David team. Montgomery. And David Montgomery to a playoff team. I legit can't start every single running back that I own. So Yes, you can. You just would have to bench I... Tyler Lockett. No. Then I, I like if I bench Tyler Lockett, I, I have five starting running backs. We cannot start more than four running backs. Oh, true. So what advice would you give to someone who has like Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, and David Montgomery? Well, David Montgomery is 26. Well, like, first advice is if you're not competing with that sort of running back room, what are you doing? (laughs) I am trying. I am (laughs) trying to compete, Yes. (laughs) I also think I've been really, uh, and I'm just making up excuses in my head, but I really think I was pretty unlucky so far with my injuries. Like, I mean, you did the most. I, I'm Justin Jefferson went down in your team early, and you moved him to me for Jamar Chase. Yeah, He's but I lost out. like a what thirty point QB, thirty point per game QB, twenty high twenties, thirty point Q, thirty point per game QB, basically. Who Aaron Rodgers? And I had to rep- no, um, Richardson. Oh, Anthony Richardson. That yeah. is true. That and is I true. had to replace him with Howell. I guess it's not. The worst of options, but he can't just give you the occasional like flunky performance, basically. So, how sort of how how is a solid quarterback one right now? I hope you know that. Yeah, I know that. It's just like I know that he can also give me the duds because he doesn't rush a whole lot. But then That's the Buffalo it. game. Yeah, the Buffalo game, the Giants game, for example. Both of those were like under twelve points. Buffalo was two. Giants were eleven point nine. The rest, yeah, it's been it's been pretty good for most of it. But he has like a pretty nasty playoff schedule. So I sort of need to know what I'm doing there because he plays the Rams, the Jets, and San Francisco. Or the playoffs, that's not ideal. You gotta make the playoffs first. Yes, but I need to look at that right now, probably. <laughs> and then, like, Matcalf was out for a week. Lockett, I think, was out for a week, wasn't it? No, Lockett was not out for a week, but he might as well have been in week four. I believe he got hurt. Uh, then who else? Monty has been out for quite a few weeks now. Like, London was out last week. Chase is now hurt, apparently. Pitts suffers from Arthur Smithitis. Pitts. Well, Pitts is on my team now. I didn't realize this, but what's with Daniel Bellinger getting like 90% snap share with the Giants? Is Darren Waller hurt? Darren Waller hurt? Yes, I would. I was just going to translate that. Darren Waller on IR as well. <laughs> yeah, he was on. Uh, he's on IR with an hamstring injury. Ooh. Another one. 
Well, at least you have Darren so, Waller and Mark Andrews now. Uh, I actually don't have a starting tight end in the week that I faced Luke. Unless Zachert is somehow back. <laughs> 32-year-old Zachert. That's what I'm... That's my backup plan right now. Well, the good news is you said like two-thirds of his team is on bye. Yes. And I just realized I'm out of... What? I'm out... You might be out, Jamar. We'll see. Uh, let's hope not. Uh, but for sure, like on buys, I'm out. James Cook, I'm out. Stefan Diggs, I'm out. Mark Andrews as well. So I'm missing those three. I don't know, man. This is just a headache. I better not look at this anymore. He's, he's not going to look. He's no more. No more. Uh, before I start crying my eyes out. <sighs> oh, man. It's going to be a crazy season. There, there was also like one week in which I didn't have like half of my starting lineup as well. Uh, like, I don't know. I think it was week seven. Yeah. Week seven, I was starting Sky Moore. Lovely. I lost by like 0.3 points. And I think it was week five as well. Yeah, week five, I was also starting Sky Moore. And I started Christian Watson as well. So, and I lost that week as well, if I'm not mistaken, week five. So, yeah, pretty unlucky with injuries. I just think that's basically what it, what it boils down to. I've been unlucky with injuries. Fair. Or maybe this is just me coping. <laughs> maybe it's just me coping. Oh, man. You're down bad. I am. Do you have anything else to talk about? I feel like we've been in a loop here. Uh, yeah, we've, we've been in a loop. We, we addressed quite a few things that I, I think it was was interesting to talk about especially Arthur Smith I can't believe especially, yeah this is the Arthur Smith episode we dunk on Arthur yeah. Smith we dunk on Arthur Smith we dunk on Arthur Smith oh man no I think I'm good okay final question for you let's We're go a fan of this guy Rest of season and in Dynasty, CJ Stroud is QB. I need a list of the quarterbacks. Or do you mean like QB1, QB2, QB3? No, I mean like, is he a top what QB for you? Is he a top 5, top 10, top 3, top 1 QB for you in Dynasty? Let's say Dynasty to start. I'm going to get this list of quarterbacks. Hold on. (laughs) So, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lamar. Oh, my God, he might actually be top five. He's currently seven on Keep Trade Cut. He might be five. But I want to know. I, I think I'd know take him over think. just. It's the, Justin Herbert and CJ Stroud is the argument. Oh, man. 
He might be six. Okay, so top six running back for you. Yeah. I'm going to give you a hot take. What? In Dynasty, if you can, right now, I would trade CJ Stroud for Anthony Richardson. Straight up. And I think you can get Anthony Richardson plus. So I would do that move every single day of the week. You would trade CJ Stroud for Anthony Richardson plus something else. Yes. I would trade them straight up, but I just think like Richardson uh Stroud has more value right now. According to he most places. To, dude. He has to, dude. Yeah. Especially after the last game. Yeah. And I think once Richardson is back, people will be reminded why he was the one in some places the one oh one. In other places the one oh two. Why he was like four or five picks ahead of Stroud. And rest of season, like redraft. He's a top what option for you? What next season? No, this this season, rest of season, he's a top what option for you? He's a quarterback one. He's a top twelve. One. Top twelve? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a top twelve. Do you, you go any higher? Like let's say, for example, you drafted Justin Herbert and you managed to snag Stroud off the waivers. Who would you start rest of season? Both guys are off. Uh, like I think they have passed their by right now. So let's say you just trade one and start one rest of season. Who do you go for? Probably Herbert. Herbert still okay. I'm kind of. If you like... look at if you look at Stroud's game outside of the game against Tampa, it's really not that impressive. As far as fantasy wise, he, what he's been able to do with the cast he has in a football sense is impressive. It's it's impressive as hell. What he has done in fantasy, I think, is a little bit overhyped. He has one less game of twenty plus points than Herbert right now. Yeah. And he has a 45-point game, like 40-plus point game. Herbert has a 32-point game on the week. That's the highest. He's just more consistent overall. Like, Herbert is 23, 25, 32, 25. Yeah, I'd probably take Herbert. Since the cast, like, the injury to to his finger, he seems to have cooled off somehow. Like, he beat the Bears, but it's the Bears for the reason. But, like, that Casey game, it looked iffy. Versus the Jets. I mean, I guess he didn't have really a lot of chances to, to do much. I don't think... like Because they had short fields and that was the kick return for a touchdown. So they were up ahead quite a bit. For quite a bit of time. So I don't think he just had the opportunity to do that. Um, But yeah, I, I still would think I prefer Herbert. I am, I am looking at options if I have Herbert though. Are you? You're looking to move Herbert? Yeah, I started the season in like my only money league. Uh, I started it with Herbert, then I acquired Lamar, then I did a trade that basically saved my season. I traded Pierce and Lamar. I think I told you this in the show. Uh, But I traded Lamar and Damian Pierce for Travis Etienne like week two or something. That has just saved my season. 
And now, like, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm not looking to, like, downgrade Herbert to a guy who isn't perceived as good as Herbert. Purely because I just think the finger is still lingering. Maybe it just gets over it and, like, he has a pretty good playoff schedule. He has at Las Vegas, he has Buffalo, and he has at Denver. Yeah. Maybe I'm just overthinking, as I do everything. Maybe. Maybe you are, maybe you are. Okay. Are we done, then? Uh, we are done. Thank you guys for getting this far. If you have gotten this far and you aren't subscribed, what are you doing? And Alex is better with the outro. Yeah, and as always, like if you're listening on Spotify uh, podcast app, just subscribe to it and leave us a, a review, five-star review, please. And if you're listening on the YouTube, just turn notifications on, subscribe, give us a like, and leave us a comment as well. And hope you have a nice fantasy and football overall week. And see you next week, guys.